When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. Your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. New episodes every Monday. Download at the hockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. What up, Sea of Red? You're listening to Into the Flames, a Calgary Flames fan podcast. Your home for all things Flames and updates around the NHL. With your hosts, Raja Burry and Noah Eppleston. Into the Flames, new episodes every Sunday. Can we, can we start? Can we about how surreal it is that this team is winning games and playing great hockey, and yet we're still selling. Could you imagine if Brad had this hockey team this year? The amount of flip flopping back and forth you would hear in the media. We still heard some at the start of the year, right? Like there was still always that, oh, the Flames aren't actually going to full sell. They're they're going to try and and make this a, a competitive team and go for a playoff push. Well, yeah, they are, but they're still full selling all their assets as they should. Real quick before we get into the trade, the Flames in February, seven and three, seven different game-winning goal scorers. Every skater who dressed for more than one game registered a point. Kadri with 12, Huberto with 11, both producing at over a point per game pace. Markstrom, six and two, two, four, one goals against average, nine, two, one save percentage, three assists. All of this. Conroy is like, no, I'm sticking to the plan. I'm not Bradshaw living. All this after the Lindholm trade. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> in the same breath, the Canucks are 5-5-2, five, five, and two, I believe. Crazy. It's it's a weird feeling, right? Like, guys, they – I don't know what it is, but the more that the more people that get dealt from this team, it seems like the team wants to play more because of that. I don't understand. They're changing up their schemes in the offensive zone now. Have you seen what they're doing with Huberto in bringing that defenseman in on the rush? It is opening up a whole new world of hockey for the guy. That's exactly how it was in Florida for him. His last 23 games, five goals, 22 points, and the underlyings, mint. Mint. Just don't, don't look back. Keep going with this. This is awesome. It's passing the eye test right now. Dude, it absolutely. Every game you're noticing some some an, a genuine impact, and there's consistency. And you look at the heat map, bro. That red and blue chart that signifies your impact in a high danger zone in the offensive zone. <laughs> that shit's all red, bro. It's all I, red. <laughs> I never 
realized it like when we made that trade from Florida the, just the difference in game styles from a from a Daryl Sutter coach team to the running gun Florida Panthers right like Florida always had that D-man hopping in and under Daryl there was never a D-man hopping in it was all north south play whereas Huberto's an east west guy and it's all making sense now now that you finally just see it on the ice when he has a D-man hopping in that rush it, it's unbelievable it's become fun to watch, specifically Kadri and Huberto now play hockey. Kadri's been solid all year. Huberto, Huberto, like, dare I say he's back? Because this is a larger enough sample size to say something like that and not get ridiculed. Everyone's going to be like, oh, he's still not worth the contract. Okay, let me know how he does next year. If he's at this pace next season – with kids that are high-flying, and you have Shillington, for example, Uyghur, Anderson, all activating on the rush, getting him that puck, we're talking about a guy putting up 75 points instead of 50. So Exactly. What if he closes out the back half of this year, the last 55 games, uh, at a point-per-game player? That oh. would be the point-per-game player you will ever hear in your life. We can move into the trade because that's the big news. And that's the big news. It's a, it's a beefy boy, too. The three-way trade... Involving the Dallas Stars, Calgary Flames, and the New Jersey Devils. The Dallas Stars pick up Chris Tanev at 75% retained. And an unsigned goalie prospect who was drafted in the fifth round in 2019, part of the Devils prospect pool originally, named Cole Brady. Who is Cole Brady? Don't know. Don't care. Chris Tanev to Dallas, 75% retained. That means he's worth 1.125 against their cap. What we get out of this... A 2024 second-round pick this summer. Artem Grushnikov, a stay-at-home defensive defenseman who was selected 48th overall in the second round in 2021. He's 20 years of age. He was playing with the Texas Stars, and he'll be joining the Calgary Wranglers effective immediately. What else do we get? Well, there's a condition. If Chris Tanev and the Dallas Stars make it to the Stanley Cup Final, the Flames receive a third-round pick in 2026. If they don't make the Stanley Cup final, then we're talking about two on-paper second-round picks for Chris Tanev. What do the Devils get out of this? A fourth-rounder in 2026. So that's your beefy boy of a deal. Chris Tanev is a member of the Dallas Stars. One of the greatest free agent signings, I think, in franchise history. And he, he's just a fan favorite, right? Like, just plays the style of hockey that the fans are going to fall in love with down there in Dallas. Um He'll probably steal you a playoff round or something with a huge block somewhere. Hopefully stopping McDavid or Dreisaitl on a one-timer in Game 7 of the Conference Finals. But yeah, go and get more draft capital. Uh, Grushnikov, I uh, was watching some highlights and some scouting tapes from his draft year and stuff. But yeah, very smart. He's going to shut it down. Uh, very Chris Tanev-like. Maybe not as willing to throw his body on the line as Chris Tanev is, but... Uh, Definitely the same kind of defender. So you lose a guy like that, you need somebody to kind of come in and fill in the shoes. So I, I I don't know. What would you think out of this trade? Were you expecting the Flames to get a first? The more I kept hearing about how it wasn't really in the cards and that was kind of what the Flames wanted, the more I was sort of accepting that, okay, we're probably not getting a first. This is two on paper second round picks and a guy that can – immediately join your organization right now. He'll probably be in the lineup this weekend for the Calgary Wranglers. I saw a lot of tweets being like, Grushnikov, he only has five points, et cetera, et cetera. I'm sorry, but 
you know, if you're the idiot looking at point totals when talking about a defensive defenseman, I also expect you to be the guy expecting Superman to show up when you're watching an Avengers movie. No, not not the same thing. The point yep. of a defensive defenseman is he's supposed to go unnoticed. Unless you're Chris Tanev. What does Chris Tanev get noticed for? Psychotic shit. <laughs> normal behavior. A defensive defenseman needs to go unnoticed. That's how you know he's effective. In the OHL, he was a plus 33 one year for people that care about plus minus. Looking at this, yeah. 21-22, his draft year, he was a plus 33. Pretty wild. And I mean, you know what? The, the Stars do have a great eye for talent. You look at the cupboard that Jim Nil has. like That's another thing. It, it's it, it, There's something to be said about a 20-year-old defensive defenseman jumping from the OHL straight to the AHL. I don't think many fans actually realize how big of a jump that is. He didn't need a stopgap in the ECHL. He didn't need more seasoning as an overager and junior. Like he just went straight into the program. And that's a that's a jump in level, especially yeah. for that role. He doesn't have the benefit that Brustevich and Poirier and these guys have where their whole game is run and gun. A stay-at-home defenseman who's able to play pro hockey at the age of 20. So and that's the big thing is he's still only 20 years old. Like this guy was born in 2003. So he's still got so much time to, to, to find his game. And, and the Wranglers are going to put him in a really good situation to do that. Um, look at how many guys the Flames just in the last year have brought up from that Wranglers team. They got a nice little system going down there. Uh, they know how to groom players. Um, so I think he is in a great situation. I hope we do see him up here at the big leagues at some point here soon. Plus 33 and the, the but not being noticed as a defensive defenseman. It is kind of a, it's one of the worst jobs in hockey, right? Because yeah, if you are having a good night, it's like you're not even on the ice. So yeah, don't expect anything offensive really from him. Uh, he's got an okay shot. It's not anything to write home about, um, but also still so much time to work on it. So we'll see what happens with Grushnikov. Yeah, here, um, I'll pull up this little excerpt from Scott Wheeler of The Athletic, a little bit of a profile on the guy. Grushnikov is a fascinating case study in that despite a statistical profile that virtually never translates to the NHL, he has always had some believers because of his skating, length, and ability to defend. He's got balanced posture and control in his skating, which he uses effectively gapping up. He's an excellent backward skater. He's got a disruptive stick and an ability to track and then close out physically, which hasn't always been part of his game, but he has developed over time. He's got a pro build at 6'1 and a playing weight in the 190s. He has just enough poise and vision with the puck to advance play and occasionally involve himself. He started to activate more late in his junior career, and while that hasn't continued in his rookie season in the AHL, I do think there are more opportunities for him to use his smooth skating and influence play than he realizes. He has defended well for a 20-year-old rookie in the AHL. Time will tell if his defending is high-end enough to carry him into a number 6-7 role, but the Stars clearly have belief in him or they wouldn't have drafted him in the second round, signed him, and bypassed the ECHL for the AHL. I think from a potential perspective, if you look at like Byron Bader's model, it's not really high on the kid, but also Byron Bader's model, if I'm not mistaken, takes into account more offensive output, and that's how it measures the development so when it's not there it kind of skews there's a bit of a gap there i would say when it comes to 
projecting defensively laden forwards and defensemen. It balances out the prospect pool. Now you've got three defensive defensemen and three offensive defensemen sitting in the pipeline. You've got Poirier, Moran, Brustevich as your offensive D, and now you've got Kuznetsov, Solovyov, and now Grushnikov. Perfectly balanced. I like it. Um, but yeah, when I did hear that the trade was going down with the Stars, uh, obviously, you know, my mind got a little excited just because of the prospect pool that Dallas does have. <laughs> Guys like Stan Coven and uh, Maverick Bork down there. Absolute game changers, right? So that's instantly where my mind went. And I'm sure a lot of Flames fans had the same reaction as I did. And then, yeah, the 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 thing and comes out, Artem, Artem Grushnikov, and it's a... And it's nothing against him. I think it's more so just us overrating. Like, when you watch a guy for so long, the way we watch Tanev, like, with the I way he genuinely, played. we think the world of this dude. Yeah. Like, we think the world of him. So to, to us, it's like, oh, well, it starts with a first. And then you hear all these insiders going, well, that's not really on the table. And I'm I, for the longest time, I was like, I call bullshit. Have you even watched him play? And yeah. clearly they were right. Clearly they're insiders for a reason. So the, the, um, the thing yeah. that gave that we were going to get a first is you got two other right shot D men uh, who are looking to get moved, but both teams are holding out on them as well. In uh, Sean Walker in Philly and Matt Dumba in Arizona, both asking price as a first round pick. And I mean, this Tanev deal kind of spews that for them, right? Like you're not getting a first for those guys anymore. If Chris Tanev didn't go for a first, you're not getting Sean Walker for a first. I think that's why Connie pulled the trigger on this now. He saw he wasn't going to get a first and said, well, shit, I'm the one setting the market here. If I'm not getting a first, neither of you idiots are getting that either. So here you go. I can understand fans thinking that it's underwhelming. I mean, I, I'm not going to disagree if you know someone has that opinion. But I will say second rounders, very valuable. This team is sticking to the path. They're sticking to a plan, looking at the Toffoli's, Adorov, Lindholm, now Tanev, pending Hannafin, right? Deals, this is a huge turning point for the organization. Like, at the end of the day, who really gives a shit what you're getting back for each guy individually? Because the cumulative number of assets that you're gaining from letting go of your pending UFAs is already a fantastic upside on the whole based off of what we've been accustomed to for years on end. I, I was going to say, do you want to read off the, the additions and subtractions so far of Craig Conroy? Because I was taking a look at it last night, and it is actually pretty amazing what he's done so far. All right. So out. Elias Lindholm, Tyler Toffoli, Kita Zadorov, Chris Tanev. In. Yegor, you want to build some Lego, Sharon Govich. Andre Kuzmenko. A 2024 first-round pick, 2024 second-round pick, 2023 third, which was Adar Suniev, 2026 third, a conditional 2026 third, conditional 2024 fourth, a 2024 fourth, Hunter Brustevich, Artem Grushnikov, Yoni Yermo. And that's only going to get bigger now. Asset management in Calgary, Alberta, and I can't believe it. There is a plan. There is... It's there's a motion. It is going the way that it's supposed to. We're not changing it. We're not doubling back this way. We're not doubling back that way. There's a straight path forward, and we are walking down it. And it is unbelievable to see. There are just so many fans that are so 
like they'll shit talk anything they'll be unappreciative of everything and it's like my camp with that is like you know what as a fan you're allowed to not love a trade return that's on you but to talk about your disappreciation for a gm doing the exact thing that he said he was gonna do that's bogus to me they're not they're not the same thing i'm sorry those cumulative assets that we just listed as a whole based off what you gave up excellent work so far keep adding to the infinity stones craig let's go yeah i mean i like i really don't have much to say i mean you know another one's coming right maybe two another thing with that doubles three-way trade that i've seen a lot of talk about how this could be a little sweetener for something happening in the future here closer towards the trade deadline maybe swinging markstrom out to new jersey uh is something that could be in the near future you're gonna have no hannafin here too he's worth more than chris tanev is so that's where you really go and you you bulk up for this draft coming up here i think the market is weird now though no like elias lindholm having an awful year massive return chris tanev after consistently being one of the best defensive defensemen in the league decent return i don't think it's bad but it's decent zadorov after a career year decent to fully after a career year decent right and the fully deal has worked out beautifully i would say i think it's gonna be called the sharon govich deal in a few months once he dips out of new jersey for that little fat money yeah. to play with bedard that's my that's my prediction um, <laughs> but you you take a look at the market as a whole they keep saying temper your expectations on a Hannafin deal and that Hannafin is holding the Flames hostage because teams now know where he wants to sign in July. And you know what? Like, we'll, we'll, we'll wait to see it play out. It'll He'll he'll bring in more than Tanev. I, we had, you know, segments prior talking about past comparables and whatnot. And, ooh, Hampus Lindholm went for so-and-so at the deadline. But... I don't know if we can really do that for Hannafin now because the market is just out of whack. So I feel like maybe a first-round pick, a top prospect, a roster player, I think that gets it done. Based off of what I'm seeing out of this market in 2024. Maybe even subtract, I guess it depends on, on how it's working out and what team he's going to, but also maybe subtract the roster player and you're looking at maybe another second and a third. Teams are definitely a little hesitant to spend it sounds like going into this deadline um which is weird like i think just for context i know a lot of people myself included it's like man charat went for a first but then you also have to remember charat was like the only available defenseman that deadline so in favor of the market you had a lot of demand and no supply I'm totally on board with what Craig's doing, bro. You open up cat friendly, you look at the draft picks that are starting to get added to the cupboard, and it's like, it's a weird, weird, fuzzy feeling. I'm like, this is not, I'm not used to this. Dude, I'm not used to four picks, potentially five in the first two rounds, huh? That's, yeah, because you look at what Brad did with our draft capital while he was here, and every year he was throwing like three picks away, just just giving them to teams pretty much, because why the hell not? We don't need them um oprah winfrey but for draft capital and for two guys that love like rebuilding through the draft right like bring young kids in who who can grow an identity with this team and then 
be proud of the the image on their jersey, right? That's the way that it's done. That's how you win championships. Like, look at Dallas. Dallas did a whole rebuild without anybody even noticing. Nobody even noticed that they were rebuilding. But they did through the draft. Still stayed competitive. We're still winning hockey games. But drafted perfectly. You know hockey games move fast, but with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, you can score faster than anything happening on the ice. This week, new customers can bet 5 bucks and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app with code THPN. New customers can bet just 5 bucks on the NHL and get 200 instantly in bonus bets only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY at 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, you must be 21 years of age or older, and it varies by jurisdiction. This offer is void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash hockey for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. NHL and the NHL Shield are registered trademarks of the National Hockey League. Copyright NHL 2024. All rights reserved. And now back to the show. They had two years where they missed the playoffs. You think anyone's talking about that now? No. You look at their outlook at the time when that started, our outlook now. Conroy is trying to replicate the Dallas model. That's exactly what they're trying. It's more than clear what they're trying to do. We have the blueprint of that here too. You think Blake Coleman and like Nazem Kadri, Huberto, Uyghur, Backlund, you're telling me that those five aren't like the best veterans you can have trying to like bring up a young team. You're telling me they didn't sit down at Christmas break and go, guys, we could groom something here. We could bring in all these kids, teach them what we know, and build something in Calgary. You saw it against Edmonton, did you not? That, that identity? They yep. have an identity, and they're enforcing it publicly. Play like a pack of hyenas. Let's go, Nas. Let's go. He said it. They're running with it. Now, all these kids coming in, they're saying, okay, I'm very excited about Brustevich. I'm very excited about Moran. Grushnikov could be that complement to one of them. Yeah, like playing with Brustovich, a right-handed shot, right? That could be, yeah, your future D partners. Brustovich gets to create offensively uh, more than he usually would. And, yeah, hopefully Grushnikov can just turn into this absolute animal that shuts down everybody on the back end. Exactly. And he seemed pretty psyched about the deal. I read a few articles the kid was getting ready for warm-up 30 minutes before puck drop, and then they told him, hey, you, you, you got traded to the Calgary Flames. And instead of dipping immediately and you know figuring out how he's going to get here in time, he waited until the end of the game, didn't say anything to his teammates, and then after the game said his goodbyes and then dipped. So they're always talking about his character and his skating and that the drive that he has – to become an NHLer differentiates him from other guys. To me, hearing that, I'm like, okay, I can see why Conroy liked you. Like, yeah, and that was another thing too is Conroy was very happy to get him, is what I heard. So, and Conroy's a character guy. He likes he likes strong character. Uh, 
he does like he likes personality. He he wants to know that you're strong-willed, right? It's not going to be easy. Um, so yeah, I mean, if Conroy likes him, then he's got to have some uh, some upside for him. Here's a little quote from Conroy: "Artem is a player our organization has identified for some time now, being a strong addition to our prospects pool." As a 20-year-old, he's having a solid season in the AHL. He is best described as a young defensive defenseman, a good penalty killer who understands the importance of this role and plays to his identity. We are excited to acquire a player with Artem's qualities and look forward to his contributions to the Flames' success for a long time. We have also been able to secure another second-round draft pick in 2024 and a potential third-round pick in 2026, yada, yada, yada. But... Another piece of this is we don't know who we're drafting with that second rounder this summer. There's a ton of good, Justin Poirier's in that area, projectively. Like, <gasps> hello. A little uh, flying ginger Poirier uh, dynamic. <laughs> I love it. I would love it. His brother's nice. Imagine? His brother's nice, too. It feels fun being a fan now because you're watching the games. They're mostly invested. I have never been... It was two years since I've been that hype watching game. That Saturday Battle of Alberta, bro. Oh my god! It, it felt it felt like old school, like back two years ago. Flames hockey. That sexy, sexy sauce to Dryden Hunt behind the net, bro. I literally saw that and I was like, I was like, this is heaven. This is looking amazing. I love this. It's kind of hard to even wrap your head around like what is happening with this team right now. Because like even look at the follow up against LA. Uh, I mean, they played the night before they came to Calgary against Edmonton. Mm-hmm. But the team that you needed to beat that night, you were expected to beat that night, and you went out and you did it. Only a month ago, we're not dropping that hockey game every single time. Keep it going. Kipper nights on Saturday. I swear to God, win for Kipper, and then you can start losing if you want to lose after. I don't give a shit. Cap it out at five in a row. Let's go. If you lose to the average age of thirty-three Penguins on Kipper night, it's gonna be. A, it's not gonna be a good look. With all the positivity that we've been bringing in this episode, I regret to bring up the last time we had a retirement ceremony that was on March second, five years ago. Mike Smith had the gall to ruin that night for us. Hit free agency, sign in Edmonton, and then roast Flames fans as his reasoning for signing in Edmonton. He really thought he did something there at the time. He really did. Marky shaking hands with Kipper, that video they posted, bro, my brain exploded. I was like, it's my two worlds colliding right now. What is this? Like, Canadian goalie meets Scandinavian goalie. (laughs) Flames add to the cupboard. Chris Tanev. Thank you, you absolute beast. Go win a cup in Dallas. We get something out of it if the Stars make it to the final. So you get to have like a little bit of a give or take here. Kind of like with the condition on the Canucks deal. If they make it to the final, yay, another third. If they don't, it's just a higher second. So, um, yeah. I mean, I'm good with whatever they decide to do. We'll see. If Chris Tanev wants a ring, go get a ring, man. I think we're pretty much content. You're not going to going to hear many complaints from uh from flames fans the rest of the year i think uh there's been a plan set out as we said it's been executed still about what how long do we got tomorrow would be a week got another week get it done you know what needs to be done get it done and let's play some fun hockey the last 
post deadline, right? Like just go out there, have fun every night, show, show the, show the fans what you guys can do, show them that there's still a reason to watch and uh, get loaded up this summer. I can't wait. I can't wait to fill out the freaking prospect pool. Dude, the draft, we're talking about having three first round picks and not having a guy like Jay Feaster in the chair to fuck it up. Like we're talking about for the first time in 11 years, we're going to have multiple firsts in a draft. Knowing Connie, he's going to do like, if there's one thing that I'm not worried about when it comes to Conroy's tenure, it's his eye for identifying talent, like at the draft table. That's the one thing. And you know what? He's looking like he's not too shabby with the trades either. <laughs> I will say it's uh, he, he's cooking, bro. He's cooking. Let's go. He's not a one edge sword. He's a dual edge sword. He's a threat. <laughs> that, that little that little meme with him sitting at the draft table in Nashville with the laser eyes. I made that my wallpaper. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, Chris Tanev, thank you for your service. You're an absolute fan favorite. You're an absolute beast. Go in a cup. Connie, keep doing what you're doing. I guess it's Hannafin watch now. And when that trade goes down, we will be here to record. So if you guys like what you heard, feel free to hit the like button, comment, subscribe. More content. Deadline is nine days away or eight days away now. Go Flames Go. Go Flames Go. Thanks for listening, everybody.